0: good to be with you today. I wanted to start off by just sharing uh, an illustration and then I'll explain why I did that illustration. When you were young, did you ever learn to ride a bike with help of stabilizers or training wheels? As they're sometimes called. For some of you, you, might have to think back a few years. For some of you, you might have to think back many, many years. If you can remember, you'll understand that kind of stabilizers or training wheels Have a way or a capacity to fool you into thinking that you could ride confidently and that you master the skill of of cycling, only to discover later on that you hadn't. Because all along you've been protected and stabilized, literally, by the training wheels. But one day those stabilizers were taken off. And then you realize that you couldn't cycle as confidently as you thought you could. And maybe you wobbled a bit, maybe you fell off and grazed your leg or your knees a bit. But you kind of got on again and you wobbled. And you kind of realize that the hard work of learning to ride by yourself in some ways had just begun. Because the support that kept you upright was gone. And even if you're not familiar with the idea of stabilizers, maybe you learned another way. Certainly when I taught my children, I taught them a different way. I took them to a place called Bolton's Bench in Lindhurst, which some of you are probably familiar with. And uh, I literally kind of held on to the back of the the, the bike as they belted down the, the, the hill. I acted as their, their kind of stabiliser. But, you know, but they still had their wobbles and they still fell off and I had to convince them to get back on again and say, keep going for it. Because eventually you'll get it. Now you might be thinking, why am I starting off uh, a talk with this illustration? And the reason I'm doing this is because I think that for many of us, we've had at least a wobble or two. Many of us have had a fall or two in this season. Maybe coming into this season, we thought we were doing quite good in relation to God. And in particular to two issues I'm going to look at a bit later on. But then life changed during this lockdown season through the kind of coronavirus and the knock on effects of that. And these brought changes to a job or maybe a lack of a job, to maybe working from home, to homeschooling, not being able to see family or, or friends, not being able to meet face to face in our live groups or in church. And in some ways I felt like our stabilizers were taken away and we wobbled and we fell, in ways that we didn't anticipate. And I'm not saying this is going to gonna bring a, a guilt or a shame on anybody. It's partly just to acknowledge it and learn from it. I know for sure, for me, I wobbles and I fell, and I still do. And sometimes I seem to wobble and fall more on certain days and other days. But let's become people that learn through this season. Right at the beginning of um, kind of the lockdown I remember I, kind of asking God what do you want to say to me in this season what do you want to shape and develop in me in this season because I don't want to miss it and it was also my prayer for the church what are you saying to us in this season because I don't want us to come through it and I'm not saying we're through it yet and who knows what it's going to look like in the coming months But I believe that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, as we taught told in Romans 8. And so I'm saying, God, what are you seeking to develop and grow in me? And because I've seen in my life some wobbles and I've seen some wobbles in other people. I think that's one area that God wants to create a greater, shall we say, inner stability, inner stabilizers in us. And I want to just focus in on two areas that I've noticed in my life and I've noticed in some of the conversations with other people, where we've had a wobble. I think we've had a wobble in relation to God and our understanding and comprehension of who God is. And secondly, I think we've had a wobble in relation to our identity, our understanding of who we are, our authority and calling, what we sometimes call in this church, we use this phrase, trusted rulers, people that know their identity, people that know their authority, people that know their calling. And I think we've wobbled. Not that we lost faith, but we wobbled. So we wobbled in relation to God. It's like, God, where are you in this? You know, some of the hurt, some of the disappointment, some of the frustration. God, you're all powerful. God, you're good, but I can't see it in this season. Not as clearly as maybe I used to be able to see it. You're sovereign. You're in charge. But this seems to be rather messy. My life seems rather messy at the moment. You're love. But this doesn't feel very loving. And I could go on in it, but I think there has been, even if it's just momentarily, there has been wobbles. And I think there's also been wobbles in particular in relation to identity. You see, the problem is that we so often get our identity from what we do or we don't do, from our roles. And because for, for so many of us, our role has changed in this season. Either we lost a role or we've taken on an additional role. And I don't necessarily mean even job, it might be and that you're retired and one of your roles is just looking after grandchildren you haven't been able to do that. Or keeping an eye on other friends or little groups that you maybe meet up with and you haven't been able to outwork your normal role in the way that you do that. And we've got shaken. We've wobbled. We've forgot some of the principles and the truths that are in the Bible. For example, 1 John 3 verse 1, where it says, see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are i love that verse i think poor i'm sorry john the writer is aware that we wobble because he states that we're called children of God and that we're loved and then he kind of it's like he underlines it highlights and says that is what we are just in case between we should be called children of God and we're moving on to the next verse we forget and then you got other classic verses like Romans 8, verses 14 to 17, which says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we will also share in his glory. And so again, you see there this idea of identity. And I think that has been shaken. And Satan loves to kind of shake our identity. Because he understands maybe better than we do. That one of the quickest ways to see a radical change in our lives and to see regular regular manifestations out working on the kingdom of heaven on earth comes as we believe, not only in our heads, but in our hearts and live out our God-given identity and authority. So he's always challenging it. You see this in the story of Jesus. He gets baptised. The Holy Spirit comes, the Father speaks and says, this is my son, my beloved son, with whom I'm well pleased. A declaration of his identity. And then Jesus is led into the desert. And in each one of the temptations, you see Satan challenging his calling, his identity, his authority. Trying to destabilize Jesus. And in the same way, Satan's used this season. We allowed Satan to use this season to try to destabilize us when it comes to us understanding who God is and who. We are, and that's one of the reasons why. If you re- remember, some of you listened to the reflections I did during April, May, June, July, and you might not notice as a pattern, but every Wednesday I focused in on a characteristic, an attribute of God, because I knew that we needed to keep reminding ourselves who God is, how good God is, how powerful God is. That he is a God of abundance. He is a God who restores. He is a God who makes things new. If I was in a Pentecostal church, people would go, Amen. Uh, And then on Fridays, I always focused in on a reflection that helped us remind us of who we are. Of our God-given identity. That we are loved. That we are beloved. That we are overcomers. to try to get these truths in ourselves and I'd encourage you I mean they're still there online you can go and and listen to them as a way of trying to stabilize ourselves to let these truths become a reality in us but those reflections I kind of just looked at verses and and principles but today I want to just look at some underlying disciplines and when you hear the word discipline it maybe it's not a particular phrase that you like But maybe look at it as as a discipline, as a, a tool, a way of doing life that will make living lives where we are more stable, rooted in our identity, in our authority, in our calling, rooted in an understanding of God's love, of his power, of his goodness. In such a way that it's just natural. And there's various and disciplines out there but i was just reading a book recently and called the and i know many of you have called the ruthless elimination of hurry by john mark comer it's a great book and he talks about um, a number of different disciplines or tools that can help you in your christian life and i want to just focus in on a, a few of those and how it relates to helping us remind ourselves get these truths of who god is and who we are deeper in us And the first one is solitude and silence. If you look at the life of Jesus, if you read the Gospels, you notice this thing that happens again and again is that Jesus went away by himself. I kind of referred to it just now that the first thing he did after being commissioned his baptism was he actually went away into a desert, into a lonely place. But this kind of idea you see it again and again. Sometimes it's just like half a sentence or a full sentence. And often in those periods of time in Jesus' life where he was the busiest, that's where he went away to be by himself. To have a place of solitude and a place of silence. Now there's two dimensions to silence. This kind of like what i call the external silence, which is just noise going on around you. You know, and it might be children, it might be, you you live quite close, we're not too far from Southampton Airport. And in some ways that's been quieter because there's been less planes flying in and flying out. So that's kind of the external noise out there. But there's also that internal noise, that kind of dialogue, that discussion that's going on in your head at all times. And sometimes that can be really, really chaotic. And when people talk about solitude and silence, they're talking about a space to be still and a silence that's a silence from both the external and the internal noise. Solitude is when you take time away to be with God, just you and him. You know, in John McCormick's book, he kind of makes a difference between solitude in isolation. When he talks about solitude, he says this solitude is engagement, isolation is escape, solitude is safety, isolation is danger. Solitude is how you open yourself up to God, isolation is painting a target on your back for the tempter. Solitude is when you set aside time to feed and water and nourish your soul, to let it grow into healthy, into health and maturity. Isolation is what you crave when you neglect the former. And so that's what we mean by solitude is creating a space, being still. And I know that can be very difficult. I know I find that hard in this season with just four children being at home. Getting solitude, let alone silence, can be incredibly hard. And so when people read and talk about taking a day out or taking an hour, I kind of look at that and I think, that's in dreamland for me. But I've just learned just to try to take a moment here, a moment there. Just to give a very simple example. You know, when I literally go to the toilet, it's very easy just to finish, wash my hands and rush out. But just sometimes just lingering for a moment, just for a minute, just to still myself. To kind of create space. Because it's in the place of solitude and silence It's one of the ways that God can just help put those inner stabilizers in us about who he is and who we are. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call on me and I will reveal myself and I will show you deep and unsearchable things that you do not know. In these times of solitude and silence we can call upon God and he reveals things. And I never really thought about this before, but for you know, what is deeper, what is more unsearchable than God? And God is like inviting us, he says, create that time to call on me and I will show you things. I will not just going to give you the titles and names and attributes. I will show you my nature behind that. Also in those times when you create solitude and silence, God can reveal who we are. There's a a lovely verse in Psalm 139. I'll read verse 16 as it gives it context, but particularly verse 17. This is from the Amplified Version. And it says, Your eyes, that's God, saw my unformed substance. And in your book, all the days of my life were written before they ever took shape. When as yet there were none of them. And then it says this, How precious and weighty are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Or as it says in the Passion Translation, every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. O oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. We're told that God constantly has thoughts about us. This is where we can create the time. You see, when we hear God speak into us and over us, our worth, our value, our identity, our calling, then that brings life and that brings transformation. It centers us. And that's hard to do. That's why, if you heard me speak about a month ago, I talked about this. Discipline or in prayer, and sometimes you need that to maximize solitude and silence. Well, you just create a space. I use this room up here in our attic, you know, and I sit on this seat often. And I just begin just to, sometimes just repeat a phrase over my mind, a verse. Jesus loves me. I am loved and God's beloved. And in that place, I begin to create that silence, that inner silence. In inner solitude before God, that he can come and speak to me who he is and who I am. So there's solitude and silence and quite linked into it. John Mark Cromer talks about the discipline of slowing. And in some ways, this has kind of like been an idea that's been talked a lot about in this season. If you look at people's reflections and talks, one of the most... Um, repeated verses in this season has been Psalm forty six verse ten. Be still and know that I am God. And I think for many of us it has been quite hard to be still. Because even though we're still because maybe we're not going out as much, our minds are sometimes still active. We're still trying to fill our time. You I don't know the figures, but I know that the amount of people who subscribe to Sky, Bt, Netflix massively increased during this season because ultimately people find it hard to slow down so even though the lockdown forced them in some ways to slow down we think of ways of speeding up our life even in lockdown and so we need to learn to slow down and I think that's particularly important when it comes to our identity because like I said before we often get our identity from what we do Rather than what God says we are. And people give us. We allow people to give us our identity. Because of what we do. Rather than our identity from what who God says we are. And so this discipline of slowing down. As that verse says. When we are still. That's when we get to know God. It's when we kind of create that space. For him to reveal himself to us. God loves to reveal himself to us. He's just waiting for us to be still to slow down. What can that look like? And that can look like many different things. Some of the things I've been trying to do is literally slow down when I'm driving. I wouldn't say I, uh, I speed that much, but I quite easily can do 32, 33 miles an hour in a 30 mile hour zone. I Maybe mean, that's just me, just me being honest. I can quite easily do 75 when on a, on a on a motorway but just learning just to slow down. Occasionally just to go in the slow lane and thinking, you know what, I might just arrive one minute later at my destination. I've been helping out on Thursdays with my daughter Sophie in compassion, in um, getting food together. We have a church and distributing it to people in need in the, the community. And it can take me, I don't know, 15, 16 minutes from my house to get to church. You know what, if I go in the slow lane, It might just take me an extra minute. And so I've been trying to do that occasionally. I keep a journal. And uh, I think because my mind's always thinking. I mean, my mind is just always buzzing with ideas and and always jotting things down. And so I tend to write like the way I think, which is kind of slightly messy, slightly fast. And sometimes I just deliberately just slow down just to write. In such a way that anybody else, if they did read my journal, could understand what I was writing. Same with reading. I love to read and I can rush through books. As soon as I just deliberately have just slowed down. Even now, as I'm speaking, I'm deliberately just slowing down. And I'm just giving examples from my life, but we need to learn to be people that learn to slow down. Because it's in that slowness, in that stillness that God comes and he reveals himself to us. And I think division as a church, more than ever, we need to create time and space to allow God to reveal himself to us more and more for us to be rooted in him and to allow that space where he speaks his identity, his calling, his authority in and through us. Because who, who who knows how long this virus might continue. And even if that wasn't there, things are going to happen that will shake us. And the question is, are we going to wobble and we're going to fall? And maybe we will, but my desire for myself, my desire for us as a church is that we wobble less, that we fall less. And this is not just for ourselves, but we need it because that's part of being salt and light in our community. We're all around us. People are wobbling and falling over all over the place but they can't have those inner stabilizers that we can have. And we can develop this as we develop habits and ways of doing life. So I'm just gonna pray, and I'm just gonna ask God to help us to be people who know who we are and who know who he is. God, I thank you that you always use every season in our life to shape us, to form us, to transform us if we allow it to to do so. And Lord, we're aware of the season we've been in. We're not so sure, Lord, of the season we're going into. But we know, Lord, to not only just survive, but to thrive, Lord, in these seasons. We need to know more and more and deeper and deeper, not just in our heads, but in our hearts, Lord, who you are, that we don't just rattle off your attributes of being good or being powerful or being mighty or being loving but these are truths Lord that's so deeply ingrained in our hearts God that we cannot be shaken and father we also need to know again that we're loved even before we've done anything and whether we think we've done good or we've done bad in this season Lord whether we've been successful or unsuccessful whether our kids lord have done all the work or haven't done all the work Lord, it doesn't matter lord ultimately if we know that we are rooted in you that we are loved that we are beloved that we are children of god that we are overcomers that we have meaning and purpose in our lives because of who you are and because the calling you put upon our lives it's the spirit of god It's a short talk, it's a simple talk, but let those truths, Lord, go deep into our lives and help us to live our lives, help us to rearrange our lives in such a way, Lord, that we will grow in these truths, in these mindsets.